1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 212 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with socials. (laughs) (laughs) It's BBC, the BBC. (laughs) Yes. um... (laughs) It was brilliant. Well, I dealt that with that far worse than Gary Lineker did. Yeah. Alan Shearer trying to make dad jokes. Anyway, we'll get on to that. Uh, uh, yeah, you know where we are on the socials. I just want to ask them. Um, we've got 91 five stars on Spotify, so if you could make that to 100, if you haven't rated us, please do that. I hate to beg, but it does help out the show. And if you, yeah, if please you give a five-star rating, then Harry will go... Oh, I've turned it off now. Oh, oh you. Oh, <laughs> damn. Mainly. Oh, oh, oh. That's what I'll do. <laughs> Sounds like a seal. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there we go. Uh, lovely. Uh, Jack Williams is here. Yeah, hello. And Dan Bayliss. Hello, everybody. Uh, Harry, let's start with uh, Premier League action this time around. Uh, Wolves won West Ham nil. Uh, we were all calling it a six-pointer. It, it was certainly that. One of those 
really must win games in terms of survival for the wider season. Daniel Pedence gets the winner. Uh, just your thoughts to begin with. Yeah, it was a... Uh, God, we, we say this all the time, but it was a massive, massive game. The cliche of the six-pointer was being uh, branded about. I was I was happy with the starting lineup, but Lopetegui has took a liking to Pedence and Wang, um, so I, I didn't mind that. He seems to trust them. Obviously, Pedence ended up getting the goal, but on the day, especially first half, I thought we completely controlled the game. Like we were, but we just weren't threatening enough that first half for me. Ironically, West Ham probably had the best chance of the first half, even though they hardly offered much. That, but Sarah pulled off a good save, and then we got the goal early on, and I honestly thought at that point. We were going to go on and get a few more. I know Neves at the bar and Raul got one ruled out for offside, but very professional performance. It was a bit nervy towards the end, especially around where I was sat. And a massive, massive three points in our season. And it's a big a big result for our chances at survival. Uh, Jack, Kilman came back in. I oh, know, sorry, is it Collins and Kilman together um, for the first time uh, for, for a while, it seems. Um they did quite well. I know that the West Ham fan on West Ham fan TV after the game was saying how big they are and their units and they're six foot seven and had Antonio in their pockets. Um, their their partnership is is continuing to build, I think, because it sort of went off the boil a little bit, I think, during that the end of the obviously the Bruno Large era into the Steve Davis one. But it, it, it seems to be progressing well now. Yeah, you got a really take into account I think we said this last week how young they are particularly Collins as well and Collins has been really good lately I think particularly that Liverpool away game he was outstanding really probably our best player on the pitch even with the, the mistake he made uh, but yeah we looked good we looked alright didn't we it was it was a bit more nervy than it needed to be toward, towards the end I agree with Harry but overall he did look solid I mean Dan's boy Samedo was probably the, the, the not, not one of the match performing performance defensively. So you've got to got to give him credit there. I mean, their fans are not a happy bunch though, are they? Really, they are they are in free fall and they're starting to to really panic. And that's why they're they're calling out and just saying, I think that that fan on West Ham fan TV was saying all they did was keep lumping it up and Kilmer's Collins just kept winning everything in the air really, even with Antonio there because Antonio up there on his own wasn't enough really to do anything, but. Uh, yeah, it, it was one of those games where it was just most important to win, and we did win. It was the biggest, most important game of this little spell we've had, really, uh, you know, the last 10 days or so. I know that we've played Liverpool, we've had a a, a defeat on penalties to Forest in the League Cup, but this this was the one overall that if you could pick one from that little spell to win, I think everybody would have picked this one, and we did win it. And, you know, the end result, really, for what was a professional performance, which probably should have been, like, you know, another one really. Raul was unlucky towards the end, and we had uh, yeah other chances too, and really dominated the first half. But it pulled us out of the relegation zone, and we're now up to 16th, which is really what we needed, particularly with a tough game coming up on Sunday, isn't it? Bailiff, I, I guess you reflect that. Samada had a, a very good game. I think yeah, very good game as well. I think he's actually looked a hell of a lot better since he's been allowed to get forward. Um, I think it's just I allowed him to play his. I don't know if that was is his natural game because he's he's looked a hell of a lot better. Um, sadly, him and Traore together don't really have much of a clue, do they? But but it's a, it's a vast improvement going forward, which is what we need. I, I mean, sadly, we're still struggling for someone in the middle to stick it in. And I think you can't... I mean, I don't think any of us are saying we're out of the woods yet, but we've beaten two teams that are in free fall, and that's been a massive help to us. We've just got to go and replicate these performances against better teams, you know. Villa was a bit of a letdown. I think those are the games you have to win to really get yourself out of the mess. So, although West Ham was a big improvement and we did the job and we won, 
I still think there's a long way to go. Uh, Harry, I think David Moyes was annoyed before the game kicked off because of the Craig Dawson situation, which seems to be ongoing. Obviously, 32-year-old defender does want to move back to the Midlands. He had time with West Brom. Um, and he was seething, I think, after it as well, sort of saying to the fans, you know, we've given them some good times, time to repay the faith. Do you think he, he has a right to be angry at Wolves? No, not really. I mean, Wolves need a defender. He fits the bill, doesn't he? And like I said last week, if I was West Ham, I just wouldn't sell him to us. But clearly he wants to come. Linked with Antonio as well. But after watching that, I'm not sure I want him still. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't that good against two centre-backs who realistically have been struggling. I just want to um, talk about Samedo as well, because he was a man of the match performance. And he was a big reason why we scored the goal on the counter. And I think, I think Bayliss makes a good point, because obviously Bayliss has always criticised Samedo for not really taking on his man. And particularly the opposite fullback and trying to get balls in. But since Lopetegui's come in, it seems like he's just identified that straight away. And instantly, his game just changed in that aspect for me. He stopped just stopping and going back. And he's actually bombing at defenders and trying to take them on, which he didn't do enough, admittedly. But it's it's great management, I think, from Lopetegui. And it's just he's just filled him with confidence. And we've given him a lot of stick on this podcast. So I think uh, you've got to just uh, praise him just as much when he does as well as he did. And Jack, oh, go on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lopetegui hasn't been uh, backwards in, in Fulcrum forwards for making substitutions fairly early. Uh, one of the substitutions was the new man, Mario Lamina. Um, your thoughts on his impact on the game? I thought he looked decent. Is that for me, that one? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I didn't hear. Um, yeah, it, it was quite surprising, I think, first, because he only really signed, what, the day before? Yeah. yeah. It was surprising, actually, to see him in the squad at all, let alone actually come on. I thought he might warm the bench to get in and around the team. And was it Guedes who was left out of the squad completely? Yeah, for tactical that's, reasons, apparently. That's That speaks volumes, doesn't it, really? I know it seems like he's an unhappy chap, probably since he's been here and had a lot of uh, criticism, but that probably tells you a lot about where he sits, if he is fully fit within Lopetegui's plans, really. Uh, but yeah, he, he did did all, did all right when he came on. Lamina really, he, he won the ball back a couple of times, but stuck his foot in. But you know, it wasn't really much to. Uh, you can't really judge him on that. But uh, it's uh, only really a snapshot of him. But it it just shows. I think the most important thing that we're showing really is the fact that he's he is going to be really part of his plans because he wouldn't have thrown him in straight away if he wasn't. I know he's coming in obviously from playing football and being fit and not new to the Premier League with Premier League experience, which probably makes him a bit more of a safe bet. But uh, you know, no, he did. You know, early signs perfectly promising. Yeah, came in. He's not, uh, he's not scared of putting a foot in that sort of thing, which is probably what they want. So, uh, Jimenez as well, Bayliss coming off the bench, still not quite at it. I don't think. I'm, I'm worried about everything inside the box. I mean, we saw it against Liverpool. We've got this real problem in and around the box. I think we had three or four times where we just had to pass it round and round the box, and then gave away and you know we weren't particularly threatening after it um I think between all four players that have played in the center forward position for Wolves this year we have a grand total of zero goals good finish by Raul though his offside goal wasn't it got to give him credit for that I know he was and to us yeah. the, the West Ham defender headed it so if you take that's why I don't get like, I think he was still offside when the first I think he was still offside. Well, so was Salah so was Salah I it's all going to be about I I, I thought that originally, yeah, because we just we were just a little bit battle scarred, I think. But yeah, the difference is that it was it was a deflection, wasn't it? It was a quick deflection which deflected off his head rather than an actual attempt to play the, the ball by the West Ham defender. So I think that is the difference, even though 
really we're just uh, yeah still annoyed about the the Toti one. But the argument would be that Toti actually had time to adjust and actually try and play a pass which or forward header which didn't come off. Whereas the other one just ricocheted at bits quick speed off the defender. So uh, it, I think it was offside. I think it, it's fair enough that it was offside. It's just a shame because it was very close and it was a good finish. Uh, man of the match, Harry, who, who stood out the most? I think for most people, it probably would have been, well, to, for me, it was Neves. I thought he was absolutely brilliant, instrumental again. Well, I, I'm going to say Samedo, but I'm going to bring up what we were on about on WhatsApp because I said, apart from Samedo, I thought Nunes was brilliant, but you disagreed, didn't you? You think he gave the ball away a lot? Uh, I thought he did some brilliant trickery, grabbed the ball, carried a assist. He got yeah, he got an assist. Um and maybe I'm being overly harsh on him, but I think when you you know, when you pay the money that we pay for him, you, you expect a little bit more. Um but yeah, there were just moments where the easy pass was on and he didn't take it. So maybe because he since Lopetegui's come in again, he's been absolutely brilliant. Maybe I overhyped his performance a bit because obviously we looked around the match reports, didn't we? And I think the Express and Star also agreed with you and said he was a bit sloppy and some of us said Apart from his sloppy passes, he was brilliant, like I said. So he is a player, isn't he? Like I said to you, like the way he glides past players at times mm-hmm. is so good to watch. And he's not afraid to turn and take on players in really like uncomfortable positions, quite deep. But I always feel like he's going to get away with it and not get the ball took off him. So yeah, I thought he was brilliant. I think we've got to give a shout out to Pedence as well. I mean, he's scoring all our goals lately, isn't he? We need him because, as Bayliss mentioned, our centre forwards are not doing the job. So although frustrating a, a lot, Pedence with his fancy flicks and some weird decisions like that one second half when he like let it run through his legs to try and do a clever dummy and no one was there but still great finish a great finish at Villa Park and so shout out to Pedence as well Jack man of the match I was going to say the same as Harry actually give Podence a bit of credit but he, he beat me to it there but the exact same thing really man of the match was Samedo I mean that's that's simple I think but uh, yeah you got to give Podence credit because it looks like he's he's had a lot of stick off us and everyone really this season for, for many things but Another person which I think Lopetegui is in the process of improving. And, you know, is that five goals he's got this season now as a top goal yeah. scorer, Bodens? And, you know, it's, I know it's ridiculous when you say it, but five goals is a very good return for him. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. Yes. Where would we be? So if we just get strikers maybe scoring one between them, we might be all right. But <laughs> so, yes, yeah, made him run the match, but fair play to uh, for opponents as well. Thanks for, you know, it's a good finish, really. Uh, Bailey, do we have three tomatoes? I only. Regardless of how well Pedro played, and he did play very well. I'm not saying he didn't. I think, given that would have been a nil-nil ball draw if it wasn't for a very good finish at the edge of the box, and it's someone that's got stick, it has to be Pedence for me. I mean, the back heel thing annoys me more than anybody else. I hate it, but he's he's, he's the person changing games for us. Just can't you're, say Samaya. Kills it to say You say you say oh. Say, oh, it's amazing as a bender, and if, if he hadn't kept a clean sheet, it'd have been 1 1 by the same logic of what you just said about the goal. So, said that about any other player on the pitch, but I think Pedence changed the game with a very smart finish. I thought Smeda was superb, absolutely brilliant, but that I've given a strong reason for why I've chosen Pedence. Okay, uh, let's move on to the Liverpool game. Uh, Harry, a game that really, really shouldn't have been happening. Um, Jack made the point there, I think we're all a little bit battle scarred from uh, the draw at Anfield which should have been a win felt like a defeat uh, when I saw the Liverpool team come out I thought hello we've got a chance here and then we'd made seven changes as well but I still think it's quite strong I think the first 
what was it, 20 seconds when Adama is about to put a cross into the box and the fucking lights go off. <laughs> like, this, this did not bode well at all. Because I was like, oh my God, we're going to score in the first two seconds and then everything just went black. <laughs> yeah, well, just starting off, just before you even get onto the game, obviously you went to the game, Sam, so you missed the incredible drama in the studio before the game where a YouTube prankster strapped a... <laughs> strapped a Nokia 3210 to a seat and did the sex noises which Bayliss was playing earlier. It was comical. Like, honestly, you know, I can't believe it even happened. And then... Go on, go on Bayliss. Honestly, they, they were, when they were setting up the set, he got in with the builders that were setting up the set. Oh, my God. Uh, it's Honestly, someone's getting sacked at me for that, for like, not checking identification or something. Unless that's, that's his job to go around setting stuff up. But, like... It is genuinely the best thing to happen on the BBC since Del Boy found that pocket watch. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It was. And I thought Lineker and that dealt with it well, didn't they? They did, like, yeah. They could they could have been like melted. I, I'd seen it happen and the way I dealt with it at the beginning of the podcast was very, very poor. Um, but <laughs> but what, I, what made me laugh even more, sorry Sam, was the fact that Alan Shearer was trying to make like dad jokes to try and like lighten the mood a bit. He's going, oh, <laughs> when they was going to him and he was on the gantry of his hat, he just didn't know what to say. He was like, the worst jokes I've ever seen. It was just so funny. I saw Paddy Power put a tweet out um, saying that, that the, the phone should get BBC per- sports personalities. Good <laughs> 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 shower. See, Annie McCoy's done talk sport today. No, oh, no that. it's so funny. Like He's gone a bit moral on Twitter. He was talking to Laura Woods about it and he was going... What's that noise? I've never heard it. I've never, I've never made a woman do stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. You've got to see. Is that going to start a craze now? Is that every broadcast that goes on, everyone's going to be searching around for phones? And yeah. Well, a when few I, weeks it's going to happen. <laughs> when I was watching it in my head, I thought someone had like hacked the production or something, like hacked into yeah. the sound system and was currently playing it. I never even thought it'd be a phone. So well, it worries me a little bit. Like. If you can get into Molyneux and do that, what else could have in there? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, could have been. One hell of a dirty bottle. It made as much she, noise. So you came closer to finishing than we fucking did on the evening anyway. <laughs> uh, he's, he's thought about that. <laughs> nearly 24 hours. Nearly 20 seconds. He's got that from the comments. That's what uh, basically what sort of Shin just said in the comments. Uh Lembekisa, Harry, I, I do quite like the look of him. And I think his impact on the game was probably highlighted more for me just because of how bad Traore was. The amount of times that he was ahead of Traore during, especially the first half, was just unbelievable. He just wasn't making the runs. I don't understand what. Yeah, but he went to Lembekisa for me, though, weren't as good as he was at Anfield, was he? Because he eventually got uh, took off. But Adama, he had that one chance first half where he like, just shot because no one was in the middle and... Alan Shearer kept mentioning on the commentary, why is Raul Jimenez always out wide? He's a striker. Why don't he stand in the middle? And it's not just him. When Costa come on, he didn't do too much in the middle. And couldn't you really? And as Bayless said, our strikers aren't doing the job. And it's frustrating. And we just played... He was pretty much the same team, apart from Sarkic and maybe... I can't think of who else. But yeah, he was pretty much the same team that played Anfield, but it was a much, much worse performance. Uh Jack, what were your thoughts on the strikers? Because it wasn't like we weren't creating chances. I think that's why it was one of the most frustrating games I think I've been to uh, concerning Wolves for a very, very long time because it was it was almost just like, oh, it's just about to click, it's just about to click, and then nothing comes of it. I, I mean, 
on, on the face of it, I think apart from the first five minutes of the first half, we got pretty battered. They were passing us to death, which I wasn't expecting when the team came out. I, I, like like you guys said, I had quite a bit of optimism, really, and I thought that they weren't really taking it as, as seriously. But, you know, they passed us to, to death. And they, they were the team that looked most like scoring. It was actually quite a worrying first half performance. And I know the goal is a bit of a, a strike from nowhere, but I don't know I don't know what Jose Sars doing. I don't know why we're backing off so much. This is it was a very avoidable goal, even though it was a good finish. You can call it a wonder strike now, but there was watching it back, there was a few things we did wrong, including backing off and the keeper's position. I don't know what Jose Sars doing. But, you know, that they were the team that looked most likely to go and score a second, really. We were trying to string a few passes together and get something to try away on the break. And it just, just wasn't working and there were just no options in the box on the on the few occasions where we did get forward. Eight Nori, I think we should eventually led to the goal. He's looking up and he has to take a shot on because he's got no option. Same things happened with trial, right? And these sorts of things. And we were we we did improve second half like we always do until Lopetegui. He sees these things, he changes it. He makes a sub at half time. He makes another dub, double substitution of not what ten minutes later. So he, he has changed it. We did improve massively. But at the end of it, we've got Collins playing up front. We've got Kuna and uh, Costa playing up front. And we still don't really look like scoring. So that there were players in the box then towards the end, but we had a few chances. And um, you know, Nevis's free kick, the one that was close, and the second one he tries to be clever right at the end, which nearly actually fall off. It wasn't. It was wasn't a bad move, but there, there were chances there and opportunities. But on 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 the whole of the the play in the game and how we approached it and how we. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's a bit of overconfidence or something when we saw the team selection. I think Liverpool deserved to go through, really, to be honest. I don't think we can have any complaints. We can complain in the first place that the game should never have happened, which is true. But on the day, I think they were the better side. Bates, what's your thoughts on Saar? Because it's always difficult when you're a goalkeeper in a team that isn't scoring as many goals as it should be. Because if you do fuck up, then it's most likely either going to cost you uh, a place in the next round or it's going to cost you points because... You know, there's no one really there to dig him out. But I thought his positioning was poor. Jack mentioned it there. And there was at one point where we were trying to pass it around the back and it went back to Saar and he just kicked it out for a corner. And apologise straight away, but still, I mean, his kicking has been poor this season. It genuinely looked like his warm-up was in the hog's head. It was shocking. He I agree. Really poor. <clears throat> like, as bad as I've seen a keeper at Wolves since we've been in the Prem. It was um, weird. Don't know what the hell he was doing. I just thought we were weak. We are just so toothless. Like, you know, even when we would try to have a go, the second half we improved. But we've got nothing. And I know people slate in the Traore, but the two best opportunities we created were through him. I mean, the one, he he does a fanta- fantastic through ball. I think it was from Nunes, but correct me if I'm wrong. And he beats the man around the right-hand side on the back in front of the south bank. Should have players steaming into the box for a shot on goal. The next closest Wolves player was that with Harry having a pint in the bar. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. We were miles away. Yeah. We were no... We, Is that the we one where he went through, on goal, went through on goal and then... Just blasted it. Wait, yeah. blast, blasted it. Didn't even hit the, hit the target. <laughs> it's so... I mean, I, I, I wasn't in my normal season ticket seat because I, I was literally in row Z in uh, MU2. And that shot in the second half, which he had actually nearly hit me. I couldn't <laughs> I actually in Rosetta. There was there was also just it was in the second half as well it would have been. He, there was a really promising one where he had there was a cutback 
where he got to the byline and he cuts it back, but he absolutely wedges it so hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. nobody, nobody could have, even if he saw that coming, it was just like, it, it was like an F1 car going past you. Like, what's he expecting anyone to do there? Because he's completely put his foot through it. And you're thinking, just give him a chance. And like, like, it's just, it's like, he just gets into this mode. He's like, what do I do here? Well, it's really hard. Damn, it is hard what, as I can. What can you do as a quick winger when you, do the work, get the ball down the line, and then look into the box to put your cross in. And there's five red shirts, and that's it. Keep going, buy a foul, get drawing a foul for a penalty. I don't uh, sometimes when you're going full pace, you've got to cross it, haven't you? If you're going absolute full steam, you've got to cross it. I don't know. I never go as slow as him. It's um, um, there's a reason why we ain't scored many goals this season, and that's that's it. But say that at Anfield, look at us, three goals on the day. So why can't we just play like that again? I don't know the five at the back either. I don't know. No, I didn't like the bow at the back. We talk about substitutions, and the one thing I think concerns me a little bit is that, okay, we've made seven changes and Liverpool had a weakened side, and I think they were, they, <clears throat> that Liverpool team should have been beaten really on the night. But the team that finished that game last night against Liverpool, and arguably against Forest as well, is not really that far off our strongest 11, bar maybe Kilman and Bueno, you would probably say last night, Harry, potentially. I know we've got... Uh, a couple of players that have, have just joined. Um, Sarabi was in the stands uh, that came from PSG. Uh, he was watching the game as well. Might change it up a little bit, central midfielder, winger, but I, I, that, that's the only thing I find concerning is that the, the finishing 11 isn't far off what our starting 11 would be and you'd expect better. Yeah, and I, I think... As, and obviously, no, no one was really up for the game. I think we went into it thinking we were just going to win because of Liverpool's starting lineup, and we were not that up for it and as you mentioned we did end strong but it, it, I wouldn't say and don't you think Molyneux you were there Sam don't you think Molyneux was flat again very flat um, don't you think we should be getting behind them and like I mentioned a few weeks ago on this podcast because we just sit there a lot of the time even with the position we're in in the league we just expect and I think because of Liverpool's lined up we just expect to roll them over because well we did at Anfield you've got to be up for the game haven't you and I just don't think a lot of those players were in my opinion I think you got to Half the time, you have got to have something to shout about. I don't, I don't think South Bank did a bad job, to be honest. Liverpool fans mm-hmm. were loud, I thought. Yeah. Um, probably not as loud until they obviously got their goal and then they were sort of in full swing and stuff. But again, I think, I don't know if you agree, Jack, the refereeing performance was diabolical. Which <laughs> is lately. Always is. I'd forgotten about that. And yeah, just those occasions of big team bias. And the one thing that springs to mind immediately is... Um, Simicast had a few, didn't he? He had a few occasions where he should should have got booked. That's, you know, persistent fouling. One of them quite bad. Could have been a yellow on his own. And then the first yellow card is given to Traore. We're basically just tracking back, from what I can tell. Tracking back with a player a little bit too close. You know, it's a foul. It's a foul, but it's not a. It's not like he's pulling his shirt back or, like, you know, one of those uh, sort of deliberate game-changing fouls that you can get a yellow card for. It's his, like, first thing as well. And it's that, that's that's the thing that just doesn't make sense to me, is that if that had been a red player, if I'd go the other way, it would have just been foul, go on. But for some reason, because it's a, a Wolves player, that's been given as a yellow card. It was just ridiculous. I just didn't understand it at all. That's terrible. That a team, teams of millionaires and some of the best athletes in the world is being run by middle-aged blokes that are a bit, a bit power-hungry. That's that's literally what they are. Like they're narcissists. Like Mike Dean's a perfect example, isn't it? He's the perfect narcissist. Um it, it's it's not good enough, is it? Like this we're we're supposed to have the best league in the world and it is 
being run by basically Kevin from accounts. It, it's it's been that it's all we've spoke about really the last few weeks, isn't it? How bad the referees and the officials have been for us. It's, yeah. it's, it's every week now. I mean, they say a good sign of a good ref is if you don't notice him, and we don't have anybody yeah. notice him. So what are you talking about? Just want to pull this up. Oh, great point before you was there. yeah. He's, he's I agree with him. What I happened. know he looked good going forward. Got good feet. Says Paul Somerset Wolf. A bit of highlight yeah. likely. Yeah, and I think he he's been moved further at the pitch. And I think Harry, do you think that that's becoming more of a permanent thing? A view to a permanent move up the pitch. Yeah, I, I like the look of him up there. Definitely. Obviously, he can play left wing back as well. But I want to see him always play a bit further up. I know it's hard because we've got a lot of players who can play there, haven't we? And obviously, we brought new players in in those positions but he's such a on the ball running at defenders he's quality isn't he like he's got he's so skillful and he's got a decent cross on him as well so i'd love to see him there permanently yeah um jack it seemed that we started out playing four at the back and then things turned around a little bit and then it was three at the back and i just don't like johnny in a centre-back role no, he's, he's the, yeah, I agree. He's not tall enough, is he, for a start? If you look at look at the obvious thing in his physical attributes, and he's been, you know, very hit and miss lately. I'd say more miss than hit, though, to be honest. And I, th- I think with with the starting lineup, yeah, we just looked a little bit lost in the way. Hodge as well. Hodge has been good lately, but I didn't think he was very, had a very good game or for his mm. you know, 45 minutes or however long he was on the pitch and, and things like that. We just got overrun, really, particularly in that first half. But, uh, a few things that are uncomfortable. I was thinking this as well. Like, why do we think Jose Sarr played? Because I was expecting for to, to, to keep his to Sarkis to keep his place. Yeah, because didn't really do anything wrong, did he? At Anfield, and then now we've changed keeper, and we're uh, talking about the goal, and we're saying, oh well, the keeper should have done better. <laughs> so yeah, it's, a bit, no. like, it's a bit. It's a bit. I was surprised at that. I only thought he would do what Nuno used to always do and always play the second keeper in the uh, cup competition. So. Really and because Lopetegui is a former goalkeeper as well, and I think yeah. former goalkeepers do tend to do that because nine times out of ten they've been the subkeeper throughout a large part of their career, which obviously what Nuno was as well. Um, yeah, it, it, yes, yeah, strange one. Um, but is that because he was taking it more seriously? He thought, oh, actually, this is a this is a good opportunity. We we talked about it last week, didn't we? It's a good opportunity to get into Europe through the back door if you're going to survive. If, if you're taking it seriously, you, you play your strongest team to start exactly. off and you didn't do that. And I do yeah. think, I know we've got a Premier League game on Sunday, but Tuesday to Sunday is a big enough break. I, think. I know I know. obviously we had West Ham on Saturday, but I think really you've got enough days there for to people to be able to properly recover. So go stronger from the start. And I know you, you said just, Sam, that towards the end of the game is basically our strongest team on the pitch or not far off. If yeah. we'd have started that strongest team, we probably wouldn't have been in that position where we were 1-0 down. I don't think really. Um, because it did make a massive difference, I think, like when Nunes came on in the midfield and these sorts of things. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's just you can't just say always oh, taking it seriously because of the keeper. It has to be reflected throughout the team, and really in, in both the cup competitions in the, in the last week in the Forest game as well, we could have gone stronger from the start, and we didn't, and would probably ultimately pay pay the price on both counts for that. Uh, man of the match, I thought was Ruben Neves. Does anyone disagree with that, Bayless? I thought I was would absolutely- go. Phenomenal, he was very good. I thought Inori was the standout, sort of for actually really? trying to get us what, back what in the that? game. Really? I just thought, well, Neves, we expect it from Neves, I guess, and that's why it sort of can go a little bit overlooked. But I thought Inori stepped up, but it was a disappointing performance, to be honest. Do you think, uh, do you think Klopp's looking at our game thinking, I think I'd rather have Neves than Nunes? <laughs> Imagine, yeah, and surprise me, he's a more expensive option, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's been linked. 
Uh, Neves was linked with uh, Newcastle at the weekend, and Twitter was uh, hilarious because all of the Newcastle fans were like, "Yeah, he'd probably be quite good. He's back up to Longstaff." Or he, no, no, he reminds no. me, he reminds me a bit of Shelby. And I'm reading the comment going, "What are you on about? <laughs> what oh, he's not, he's not a racist. It's <laughs> 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 true. I could see that happening though." Because they'd give him massive wages, and obviously the top four looks like they're going to get in the top four. So I can actually see that happening, which would be heartbreaking, horrible. So I wanted to go abroad. I wanted to go abroad. Yeah, same. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about transfer scenes. We're on the topic just before we um, preview the City game, uh, Harry. There seems to be one that's up in the air at the moment, which is Jao Gomez and uh, who is it, Leon, that have uh, thrown his in. For trying to, there was a fee agreed with Flamengo, wasn't there? That seems to have not been honoured because someone else has come along and said, "Yeah." And his his social media activity, he's been like, I think the players have been following him. He's been following Wolves, and he he put out that tweet, didn't he, of like the confused yeah. face when this all started to kick off. And I think the deal was, and it's, you know, Wolves always do this, don't they, where they pay instalments over a certain amount of years, but then they come in. Is it is it Leon who come in and they've offered more money? Yeah. 18 million, I think it is, so a bit more than what we were paying. Offered, but I think he wants to come to us, Premier League, isn't it? And I think he'd already agreed to without actually signing anything. So, very strange one. And obviously, we're, we're recording this on Wednesday night, eight o'clock. I think over the next few days, it'll be sorted. But again. yeah, it could change. I hope he comes though. We have much about him. But... Have they offered more money? Is that what's happened? Is it, is it just that yeah. simple? So, Flamingo. Wanted to go there. <laughs> yeah, I don't want one. There's a little pink bird stood somewhere. <laughs> Come to me. Let's go there. Go there. You've heard Bayliss is dressed like one tonight. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully he uh, comes to us. Should, should, should we answer uh, Mark Rhodes' question? So I was noticing it's quite interesting, actually. This one here. Oh, uh, do you think we're buying up midfielders now because it's already sorted with Nunes and Nevers out the door? Probably. Probably. Oh, the mean red as well. There's your answer, Mark. <laughs> no, it's just well, it's got, got a plan for it because Neves is definitely going in the summer. Looks like Nunes is going to Liverpool, so yeah, they are. I mean, and they're probably going to bring more in in the summer as well when they go. So I think that's uh, very logical and true. It does make sense, I suppose. It, it's you, you don't want it to, but I, I can't fault Neves. I wouldn't begrudge him a move, to be honest. Um, is it six seasons he's he's been here? Is that what it is? Yeah. Six seasons now, so you know that's it's a couple more than I was expecting him, um, yeah, to to do. I'm a bit, I'd be a bit annoyed at Nunes for coming in for twelve months and then getting the move. I, I think, think it's already, already agreed. Yeah, yeah, I think it was part of the deal to make him come to us because really he's probably well. We haven't really seen him with the first half of the season. He's starting to show it a bit now, but people thought he could go to a bigger team than us. So yeah, that's probably why he's uh agreed to move on straight away is that the way that you want to conduct transfer businesses you go oh come up, come to us for a season and then you can move to a bigger club in 12 months uh, look, look the, Liverpool might not necessarily uh, qualify for the Champions League so I mean it, it's, it's not it's not about Nunes though Sam is it each time Uncle George yeah, gets his that's true. <laughs> so that's that's that is, that's that's what's going on those are the puppet strings going on here it's nothing to do with what Nunes wants saw in for anything it's just, if we can move a player on every season for a 40, 50 million pound fee and take 10%, then that's all that matters. That's true. We can't win because it's benefited us a lot. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
well, like Harry said, we've been spoiled. We were spoiled in the very beginning, weren't we? You know, absolutely smashing the championship, getting to a FA Cup semi final, qualifying for Europe, European tour, and then it's just like everything since has been a bit shit. But it's also felt a little bit more shit than it probably normally would. <laughs> these um these transfers don't always work out though, because look at Guedes. He was the same. Was it Trick Trink Cow's homesick as well, wasn't he? So, at least Nunes ain't homesick. <laughs> And don't is that what it, 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 it is with Guedes? He's, uh, yeah, I think he just don't like... Well, obviously we don't we don't know, do we? But the rumours are he's just not happy at all. Warning, Dan's about right to hammer Wolverhampton for absolutely no... Yeah. Oh, you can't I do nothing around here. I, I think you'll find the reason Guedes is going back... And the the bloody villain. Right <laughs> <laughs> it's not because he's home to London and play bowls. It's because he's shit. There we go. I thought he was going to go that way as well, yeah. Took his goal while out of Well, football. It's crap. I wish we paid for him. It wasn't cheap, though, was he? It was like 25 million. 27 million. Well, I think it, it spoke volumes when he got pulled off at half time of Forest. I think, not yeah. Like, yeah. I've had enough of this. Get on. Which is weird because he gave Raul a little bit of a hard time and he's played probably more than he should have. In my opinion. So, I don't know. Maybe that's more needs must than. Than anything else because we just don't have the strike looking else to pick from did we mention Ronan's going as well I forgot he's 24 now I always think he's like 18 but yeah obviously he's been about for a bit he just can't seem to get in where's he going to uh, Colorado, Colorado. Right? so uh, link up with Jack, Jack Price, Price. you go back yeah. over lads another yeah, you go back over tell me drunk conversation <laughs> with him on the, the pitch I've got that I need to dig out that audio and play it again because it's fucking dreadful um, just, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Harry, I'm the same as you. He, he'll always be a sort of 18 year old to me, but um, <laughs> people get older, don't they? So it shouldn't be too much of a shock. I think he was the club were potentially looking at a loan move somewhere, or maybe like a loan to buy. But it looks like I think Liam Keane's reported in the Express and Star that it's pretty much a done deal. Fair play to him. You can't moan, can you? I mean, that's a great opportunity. It was. There it weren't definitely worth places to go in pre season. He was like. Starting or not, wasn't he? So everyone, everyone was thinking, oh, he might be the one who's going to be what like Hodges now, but yes, yeah. wasn't meant to be. He's never seen to take that extra step for us to do, unfortunately. Uh, Fabio Silva um, has reportedly fallen out with uh, the Anderlecht manager, and now they're touting for a potential loan move elsewhere. I think PSV have potentially been one of the destinations. Can we go loan him to us? Well, that's the thing. Would it be something where? Anderlecht have to have some form of compensation if they terminate a loan early. Is that a thing? I mean, Scott Sellers sanctioned this and put this in a contract together, so. somewhere, won't it? There'll be something in a contract saying if you want to terminate it, you can, but you, you know. I don't want him back. Do you know why? He liked Morgan Gibbs White's post with his sticking his fingers in his ears on Instagram. He did. He did. He liked him most. Didn't he unlike it? Didn't he unlike it? He did, yeah. Yeah. Harry, this season, he's only scored one less goal than Wolves <laughs> in the league. Yeah, but he liked a picture on Instagram by this, so I don't want him back. Nah, <laughs> I, think, I think in his defence, he probably just saw it pop up, probably didn't really know what had gone on and just liked it, but yeah. then he did unlike it fairly quick, so we'll forgive it. Yeah. Especially score the hat-trick when he gets Apologise and move on rather than double down for seven years. Um Let's see if there's any more transfer rumours. I don't think they're on on my list anyway. Um, oh, Felipe, potentially. Uh, we, we mentioned that last week. He's centre-back. That might be back on. If it, if we get a centre-back, would you be happy with that, Harry? Do you think that's a, a good lot of business? Or do you think that there needs to be another striker in there? 
Yeah, him or Dawson, another striker I think we need. We seem pretty covered, don't we, in centre midfield and attacking midfield now, so... Yeah, I think we'll sign. I don't think we're doing a say in the of a strike. If we, don't, if we don't get a striker in, we're going... Don't say it. We're back mm. Yeah. It's inevitable. Got no goals? Nah. We're just, we're just pulled out of the bottom three, mate. We're going in the right direction. You mark the date, 18th of January, 23. If Wolves don't get a striker in, it's going to go down to the absolute wire. I think you, you famously said, you famously said the first season we got promoted, we lost 2-0 away in Leicester, and you said we'll be relegated by Christmas. We ended up coming 7. That was true. Your <laughs> predictions. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Ben. one hell of a run after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After that first game. We played point one in that game as well for me. Like, we actually did all right, but you were going We to... did, yeah. We are really good. Actually, it's been the same old thing, isn't it, that Wolves play nice football. And... We came 7th that season, though. That's the point. Uh, oh, well, this is a very different situation. I'd put a lot of money on me don't get relegated. Do you go think on, we do? Yeah. Do you, do you go on, then. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll bet you 100 quid Wolves don't get relegated. If we do, you... you Yeah, so that's the bet. You you we stay on maybe 100 quid. I don't want us to go down. I'm saying if we don't get a striker in, we're going to... Put money where your mouth is. You said, like, we're going down. I haven't said that. I said it's going down to the wire if we don't get... Oh, we change it quid. Exact words. Go back and listen to it. My exact words were, we're going to be going down to the wire if we don't get a striker in. Well, I disagree. So, if we don't get a strike, I bet you £100 we'll still stay up. So write down the date that I said it's going to go down to the wire. <laughs> We've all spoken. Stupid thing to write down the date. We've all spoken for the last few weeks. Write down the date. Brilliant. We're saved. No, sorry. You say we're the best team ever. Danny Ings is a rumour. To be fair, I'd buy Danny Ings. Just I'd buy Danny Ings. He is the Kevin Phillips of 2023. I just don't think we're going to sign another striker unless somebody, one of them leaves, personally. Like, we've got three now. Three three strikers for us is bloody bucket loads. When's Sasha back? Mr. ACL? Oh, I forgot. Right, not this season, is it? Really Mostly. Yeah, back as well. He, he wasn't fit yeah. until the start of next season. Right, things. I mean, technically, my stat, we've actually had five people play at centre forward and zero goals. Yeah, yeah. One was 45 minutes, and I think for 20 minutes of that, his leg was hanging off, but... Stats, the stats still stands. We'd be through the racehorse, we'd be in the back of the whack with a bolt. We'd be in a tough gorilla glue, I imagine. Um, let's have a look at Manchester City, Harry. Probably not a great time to be playing Manchester City. They will be uh, wounded after their cup loss to Southamp- Southampton. They then lost the Manchester derby to Manchester United. Uh, maybe it is a good time to play them, I don't know, but they will be hurting. They're licking their wounds. I'm going to pull this comment up from Mark Rose. I noticed earlier and I agree. I wouldn't go for a back five. I don't like the way he's looked when Lopetegui's done it in recent times. Started with it at Forest and uh, Liverpool. I'd go four at the back and I'd go at them like Southampton did. Yeah. Have a go at them. I know they've got superstars and they could absolutely pan us if they're on it. I mean, I saw uh, Haaland doing his uh, GQ photo shoot for Norway. So hopefully he's still in modelling mode and not striker mode. I just hope it... Because he didn't have a code of guard, you know, so I might have seen the same picture. Yeah. Oh, the, the, some of the replies to it were so funny. But stick to football, basically, Holland. So I'd uh, bin the model in off. But yeah, just hope he ain't got his shooting boots on. Um, um, but we could surprise him. You know, we famously won do you think we that one year. Do you think, Jack, a good good way to maybe go toe-to-toe with Man City is to not karate kick Jack Grealish in the, what, 20, <laughs> near 20th minute or something? No, do it. Nah, nah. That's fine. Do it. 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 Do it.
think about it and do it properly. But um, well, no, we can't lose Collins for three games again, particularly when we haven't got a centre back in this cover yet, really. Um, but yeah, I agree. We might as well just go old school, you know, newly promoted Wolves, and just try and break on quickly with pace. We've got attacking players who can hurt teams. We've seen that. I know we haven't got a goal scorer, but down the wings, we we can, I think, cause some problems, and particularly maybe in the middle of the park with some runs from. From Nunes and Neves running the show, it's going to be difficult because obviously they're going to—they really need to win to stay in in the title race. Now, I don't really, really, because they're they're falling behind a little bit, which is quite unexpected. But is it a good good or bad time to play them? Like this, it's never a great time to play Man City, is it really? But at least it's coming off the back of our league win, which was the most important. Now, so now really, it's a free hit in my eyes. So yeah, go there and just see if we can cause some problems because we have done in the past, and you know I'm sure we'll have a couple of chances. Whatever happens, it's just about. Trying to take them. Maybe he'll go with the older Troy Ore card. I was going to say, 2019, October 2019, Troy double. I know that was them, but it could be again. Do you think he could go through the middle? I mean, based on his finishing the other day, it's completely pointless. He's going to be the first person to score a six at Old Trafford playing at the edge Etihad. Okay. He's had that rope down. I could see his eyes moving like <laughs> he's oh, googling God. jokes. Oh, right. oh, right. he's, making, he's definitely making a joke here. It's a shame that that, that light cut out, cut out the other day didn't come a couple of seconds later just after Troy crossed it and he'd skied it. And then, where's the ball, Paul? And then the lights come out. <laughs> Literally, two seconds later, it would have been, it would have been it. <laughs> In all fairness, I think it's probably our best option. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm warming to it. Although I do like Cunha. I, think I, I do. I, like, I still like Cunha. I know Bayliss, uh, you were giving him some sticker in there last night, but I... I, I had one finish. It's just landed. Yeah, that was... Yeah, I mean, that was... Saying that, though, Traore's was worse. Yeah. It was, you know, they, they just got it all kinds of... I, I just think the only thing we need to do is just go at it, like you said, free hit first season, play through at the back and actually turn up. And if we lose 6-7-0, so what? No, no. If we lose seven 0 you would be fuming. Write <laughs> down the date. I'm the date. I would. I would rather. I would rather go there, have a go, and get panned than go there, sit back, and lose two 0 and have no shots. If all us six, seven shots, and lose something silly. Okay, say something silly like four one, five one, six one. But we could have nicked it one 0 You know, it. That's a better, better option than just stay in there and. Sitting in for ninety minutes and they win two nil, three nil. We're not going to we're not going to get anything from the game if we sit back with five at the back for ninety minutes. Uh, what changes, Harry, are you making from the team that started against West Ham? Do you want me to run through that quickly? Yeah, go on, run through it. Okay, let me just find it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bueno was that? No, Arsenal, Collins, Kilman, Bueno, Nunes, Neves. Wang, Matinho, Pedence, and Cunha. Maybe start Dharma instead of Wang. And as you were for the rest. As you were. Or maybe start the new lads. New lads. Lamina. Instead of, yeah. So that's, that's the thing. We've got those options to bring in. I don't think Sarabia would start, but maybe bring Lamina in for Matinho. Just have a deal in conversation here about who we can pick rather than it being well. It's yeah, rather than being old, we've got Campbell on the bench. And... <laughs> yeah, I mean he's got his options, but yes, it'd be a, it'd be a very similar team to what he put out against West Ham, wouldn't it? My but Costa's back fit, isn't he? Come on against Liverpool, so will he put him straight back in instead of Cunha? I thought oh, yeah, he did all right yesterday when he came. I thought he did all right. I thought he did more in probably seven minutes than Raul did in 
83. Nothing like <laughs> nothing like playing football on the break and attacking at pace with a bloke from slow <laughs> the <Yeah. laughs> Turns like an oil tanker, doesn't he, now, Costa? Hit him on the break. He'll need a bloody replacement if he turns to three. What, um, what were the Liverpool fans singing last night for Costa? I couldn't make out the song. Oh, if you could at home, no, they would say him. No. Uh, if you know in the comments, let me know, because I'm starting to know what they're singing. Uh, Bayliss, any any changes from what Harry just said? I think I'd want Pedence, Huang and Traore with Kuchi coming on. We'll play no Cunha, no Raul. Okay, well, yeah. what about those three, but Snog, Mario, avoid? He's not going to play Dharma for the middle. I don't think. No, I don't think he will. I don't think he will. But I think just be. The more I think, be excited. You would. They could just not be a striker at all. Really, think about it. It could be someone like Poden and Huang, and then flood the midfield, play far with the back. We'll put Pedenza as a single target man, and then who all high to a bloke five foot two. We'll play long ball with Podence and Costa. If we're, no, put Hodge, put Hodge and Pedence up front. I think be, between them, if they get one of those long coats, like the <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you, Adama, have you noticed that, like, obviously, Saar targets Adama now when he whacks it long, but Adama springs like a salmon, doesn't he? Have you noticed that? Yeah, he does. He's getting up for some really good headers uh, when he's yeah, been on there. It sort of smashes it in, Ray Z. Yeah. Uh, let's do a score prediction, Harry. Uh, I think it... Uh, I think we'll lose like 3 1, 3 1 to City. Jack. 2 0 defeat. Bailiff. 5 1 City. Oh my God. Oh, Start the relegation room. I'm not feeling, I think we'll get a draw. We've been in every game so far against Under Lopetegui. That's the shining light, isn't it? Even the games we've lost, lost 1 0 to Liverpool, 1 0 to Man United. I agree. You know, City have been bad of late and that, and they don't do that for long. They're, they're, I, I, they're all going to have had a rattle in. I think we'll lose, but I don't think we're going to get battered. Like we don't, we don't uh, touch wood. We don't get bad very often, do we? Really, unless it's Burnley. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> right. So, yeah. anything the B. <laughs> yeah, right. <on>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, on that point, how glad are we that we didn't go through and we get to play Brighton in the next round? Because it's not really glamorised, isn't it? And they are playing some great football this season. But they've got nothing to do that weekend. So, what did you go through? Strippers. <laughs> <laughs> do they have a good Brighton? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Not the ones that you want to go to. Um, right, I think that's it, isn't it? I've got spare nods. I've got spare, oh, spare nods. Oh, yeah, get the spare nods. Go on, I've actually done quite potter. I was sat down having a sandwich earlier at London. Oh, yeah. What, was it? what sandwich was it? I had a peri-peri chicken wrap with Greek salad and some hummus in it. It was lovely. Oh, wow. That's a sandwich. Um, I, I went quite positive. I actually went quite positive. I did a couple of bet builders. Um, full-time Wolves. Under two and a half goals, and Nunes to make two or more tackles, 60 to one. Oh, that's not bad. That is good. Good sandwich. Hallen to score first, 2 1 Wolves, 110 to one. It went downhill. Um, <laughs> Hallen to assist Foden and Foden to assist Hallen, 50 to one. That was quite good if they're going to pan it. Um, and then this is how mad it is. So I did like a big CE bet builder. And I was like, trying to get the odds up, trying to get the odds up. And this is like bog roll. Over two and a half goals. Both teams to score, no. Mares to score in 90 minutes. De Bruyne to have two or more shots on target. Jack Greedis to have an assist. 
and De Bruyne to score from outside the penalty area. That is a lot of things to go your way. What are the odds? I completely forgot we got about halfway through, so... Did you, say, <clears throat> did you say under 2.5 goals? Over. Oh, over. Oh, God. There was a lot on there. Yeah. But... So it's one, two, three, four, five, six. 500 to one. 200 to one, because maybe they're a bit easy. 50 to one. Really? <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> he can get free I, money. I used the, a certain betting app, and... You can get fourteen to one just on Wolves to win it. Really? Is that yeah. a boost? Uh, no. Got fourteen to one. We are away in Man City. That's, you know, I, I had a five runners when we won that day. The Adama double I had a five run. I think we were that that day about fifteen to one. So because we just been away at Europe, haven't we? Yeah. I'm not going to whack a five run again. I'll have four one Wolves again. I've packed them. Why not? All one big spend. It's going to come in one day, isn't it? It's been it run one day. It was Bolton in yeah. the Championship. Yeah. It, so what year was that's that? 2017. That's what it means. It's been like nearly six years since that bet come in. Maybe now. Looking at your full circle. <laughs> no idea. Uh, Jack has your ticket news. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So um, Southampton away is the next away game. That's on Saturday the 11th of February. Uh, that is on sale to on the points to the top bracket and the ballot winners as of today, actually. Um Allocation for that is a very generous 3,000, basically 3,200, which is a good allocation for an away game. So um, lots of people, a few extra people there will be able to get tickets. And like you say, yeah, yeah, big game. Oh, it's an uh, away day, Slanton. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go. It's only an hour and a half drive from here. So um, yeah, might yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next home game is against Liverpool again, isn't it? So, oh, again. We get to play Liverpool again, but they don't get as many uh, tickets this time. Uh, that is on sale to members as of Friday. Um, that's it, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. can I just say how how shit our season ticket seats are? Having now not sat in it. So, Harry, you've been converted, haven't you? Because you were a bit further back when you um, taped the Jackson ticket. Yes. Uh, and I was I was pretty too high last night because it was literally the, the the furthest back you could go, really. Or would you I mean, smoke it? That's <laughs> all I thought. We're actually in row A. Nah. <laughs> it's whatever Traore it was. <laughs> Do we think we're going to... That's it. We're going to... Is that just I, done now? We're going to retire to Billy Wright's land and be done with it? I, I, I'd move within the North Bank. It's just I don't want to get rained on. I want to be able to see the game. <laughs> I don't think they're, they're two things that probably aren't... Well, so that's just too much. Genix would have here. I was sat in the spare seat where Jack's moved the last two games. I generally felt like I've been sat in VIP. He's right in front of where Finner sits in like that where the clock is. So it literally feels like I'm paying ten grand for the ticket. And you can actually see the you can actually see the other end of the pitch. We don't that's... see what happens. We don't see what happens, do we? When it's in the in the box for the set of back. I didn't know I didn't know who scored at the weekend. I had absolutely no idea. I, I wasn't even drinking. You're not even joking, are you? Because I don't know how bad the view is. Yeah. yeah. That's why we end up going down for a beer on half an hour because we can only see half the pitch anyway. That's because we're alcoholics, Harry. That's <laughs> we still do that in nice seats. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Right, okay. Um, I'll go on. Let's have a zinger to end on. No, not really. Okay. Uh, right, we'll say goodbye to Harry Mansell. Yeah, goodbye, everyone. Jack Williams. Bye, guys. And Dan Bayless. <laughs> goodbye, everyone. That is a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.